The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. If you're on the West Coast, uh, it's in the morning, and if you're on the East Coast, we're in the afternoon. And um, I'm very excited to interview my guest today. My guest is Cindy Dale. She's an award-winning author, and she's an internationally esteemed, esteemed teacher, and she is an energy healer. And she has written a book with Andrew Wald, which is called Togetherness, Creating and Deepening Sustainable Love. Welcome, Cindy. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I think this is so interesting. You know, we hear about the IQ, right? The intelligence quotient. Yes, we, we do. About- We've all heard of IQ or even EQ, emotional intelligence. Right, the emotional intelligence. But I haven't heard about the TQ. I know. That's because we kind of made it up. <laughs> okay. And sometimes the best things are those that you make up as soon as you know that you need to make them up. And so that's the togetherness quotient. It's based on a book that I wrote with Andy Wald called Togetherness, and it is about figuring out our togetherness quotient. You know, that's really what all of us want, isn't it? We're searching for love, and and the question is what kind of love is it that we're really yearning and hankering for? And Andy, who is a therapist, and I do intuitive and energy work, you know, said, you know, it's togetherness that we're really all kind of opening our hearts for and looking to have them watered by. And so we did talk about togetherness as a quotient in terms of establishing a pathway or a journey way with, for, for which we can open to more togetherness, whether that's in the relationships that we're in or whether we're trying to open up to new relationships. So what are the keys for the togetherness quotient? You know, to have a high togetherness quotient, you have well, seven- and we all want a high TQ <laughs> because we're going to be happier. Well, there's seven keys, and I'll explain what they are, and then we can go into them if we want. There's practicing relationship. There's accepting yourself. There's the need to be brave, and sometimes that can be kind of challenging if we've been hurt. We also need to untangle ourselves from our past, which can take quite a bit of work itself. You know, and we also have to create a healthy sense of ourselves. We have to have boundaries. We have to know who we are versus who and what somebody else is. And then one of my favorite is that we need to be prepared to be surprised. We have to be ready for some eurekas or some ahas. And then... Finally, we need to allow our dream to meet 
our vision. I mean, we've got that kind of, you know, starry sort of idea about love, which is wonderful. We need to have our dreams. It's a birthright to have dreams, but we also need to allow those to melt into and get directed into a vision, meaning that there's steps that we can actually take in order to have the kind of togetherness that we deserve to have and we want to have in our lives as well. Right. So would you say, Cindy, if people are out there and we have millions and millions of single people on the planet, um, you know, there's such a high divorce rate and, of course, people become widows and some people, you know, aren't in relationship. So are these seven things that if you practice, it will help you to be in a good relationship? Absolutely. And I really like that you underscored the word good. Because we can all vote ourselves into relationship, but unless we're coming from a place of self-worth and we know ourselves and know how we want to be treated and how we want to treat somebody else, we're not really going to have a good relationship. So that's almost, frankly, that's worse than having no relationship. So these seven keys really do, I think, provide the mechanisms to have a good relationship, to attract somebody new. And, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in a relationship that's just kind of so-so or blah, or it's the seven-year itch or the 24-year or the 31-year kind of, you know, we're we're just sitting there on the diving board not wanting to dive in anymore. And so we can practice those steps in relationship as well as to attract a relationship. Yeah. So I want to go through each one and ask you some questions here. In terms of um, practicing relationship, you write, love will not come knocking on your door. You have to get out there and practice talking, sharing, laughing, and socializing. Join a group, whether it's gardening, hiking, Bible study, or book group. But you have to get out there in the world. It's pretty practical, but in my seat, having seen 35 to 40,000 people in the last 20 some years, it's kind of scary for some people and they don't actually go and practice relationship. You know what I find is that a lot of people say, I just want to meet the one. So why do I need to go do all these things? (laughs) Well, first of all, how are you going to meet the one? You can do match.com like everyone else, but that doesn't mean you're going to find your match on match.com. When we go do the things we love to do, we make friends and we also open ourselves in such a way that we're attractive to people. And, you know, maybe we don't need that Mr. Wright or Mrs. Ms. Wright at our garden club or in our class or whatever it is that we're doing, but maybe we make good friends and we have friends to go do things with. And in the course of that, we meet somebody. I find it's really critical just to be open to relationship, period. Talk to people in a coffee shop if they want to talk to you. Don't be a bother. You know, do the things you love to do and be a relationship person. I, years ago, in fact, wasn't dating anybody, and I was really wanting to have somebody to, to socialize with, go out with. Um, I had a small son, so I really wasn't looking necessarily for the permanent relationship. And I took a French class. I thought, you know, I just feel like taking a French class. Maybe I'll make a good friend. And I wasn't even thinking guy friend. I was just thinking another adult to do some things with. I met a wonderful man who I dated for a year, who on top of it was an FBI agent and very interesting. And I thought, you know, if I hadn't just done something and been willing to meet people, I wouldn't be in a relationship that was a lovely dating relationship. So sometimes we have to push ourselves, but it's okay. 
it's okay to push yeah, ourselves have, because other probably, people are doing the same thing. Yeah, and you've probably heard those stories. I remember someone telling me that she went to this class, she dragged herself, she didn't want to go, and he almost <laughs> didn't go. You know those stories of both of them? He almost didn't go, and she almost didn't go, and there, yes. there it was. It really is true. So I think we have to follow our intuition. You know, it's not like it's going to really work to get all primped up and go to a class because you think you're going to meet somebody. For sure, that's going to be the time you're not going to meet somebody. (laughs) Go by yourself, with yourself, go with friends, but go and be yourself. And that's really the key. Yeah. And you can dress up and look great, you know, just because, because. Exactly. I have some clients who got married. It's exactly the story we're talking about because their kids forced them to go to something. I don't remember what it was. I think it was actually a singles mix. And both uh, people, the man and the woman, had been divorced for three to four years, and their kids wanted them to go out and meet, and they didn't really want to or this or that. So it's the funniest story. So they go to this singles mix, whatever it was, a match event, and neither of them wanted to talk to anyone else. So they both just stood there near whatever the the equivalent of the punch bowl was, not talking to people, till they finally talked to each other, and they're married now. Isn't that interesting? It's really fun. All right, let's look at this one. Accept yourself. We cannot master togetherness in a love relationship until we accept ourselves. Think about what you like about yourself and embrace that definition. And forgive yourself for the acts you committed in the past that you're ashamed of. Go on where you are now and that you're worthy of being loved. This is key. It comes down to self-worth, and self-worth is about accepting the dark sides of ourselves, the shadows in our past, uh, the burn marks, the, the tread marks of life, as well as that which is what we like to label beautiful and inspirational. I, I want to tell you, I interviewed Catherine Woodward Thomas, who wrote the book Calling in the One, which yeah. you may know about. It's based on the law of attraction, and one mm-hmm. of the things that she says is become the person that you want to attract. It's true. And I'm going to add something to that. Because I find a lot of people in relationship act the way they want the other person to act. So they show up and they're gracious or they take them out a lot or they give massages or they do all these wonderful interactive things thinking that that's going to tell the other person how to be and the other person's a very different kind of person. So it's also really important to be really clear that we get to act like what we want and be ourselves in the process and then and then look at the other person for who they are. We hear that all the time too i.e. they're not going to change. So if you like what you get, then take what you get. If you don't like what you get, that might not be the right person for you. So I would actually put an equivalent clause in here, like accept yourself, but also accept the other person for who they are. And perhaps that person isn't going to be, you know, your one and only. Maybe maybe they're not your Cinderella or Prince Charming. Maybe they're a great friend. And maybe that's okay for that relationship. So I think a lot of times relationships don't work because we've got these really unrealistic senses of ourselves, and we even project those sometimes on other people, too. And something else to add to that is don't go, don't think that you will change someone. They will change if they want to, but don't go in saying, well, I really like A, B, C, and D, but you know what? I can change E. 
That's not going to work. It doesn't change. <laughs> you know, I'm a mom of two sons. One's 24 and one's 13. And if I really look at it, you would think that a mom has the greatest chance and opportunity to change, a, uh, you know, another living being. As you know, it doesn't work. <laughs> they come the way they come, and they are the way they are. You can slightly change or shift the corners a little bit, but, you know, people are what they are, and you love them the way they are, and then you decide, then you decide what that relationship is going to be. I have two or three great guy friends. I would absolutely never date them. I would never put them in the category of, of dream lover or, or significant other or whatever the language is that people are using. They make great friends, and I make a great friend to them, and that's where it's supposed to be. All right, the next one is be brave. Be brave. One of the greatest obstacles to finding love is fear of intimacy. What's behind that fear? If you share your real self with that person, maybe he or she won't like you. Who cares is what you say. If that happens, then it's not a good fit anyway, and you should move on. You won't experience the joy of togetherness until you have the courage to let someone get to know you. Very powerful, Cindy. It's very powerful, and isn't it really accurate? And, you know, I have to share this story. I took my mom, who's 85, to the movies last night. We went to the movie Hope Springs with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep. And, yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. (laughs) It's sweet, and it's really about courage. Here's two middle-aged, later middle-aged people, I won't do a spoiler on this, you know, who neither of them are being brave with the other. They're both so scared of saying, here's who I am, this is what I need, this is what's going on, that there's completely no intimacy, not just sexual intimacy, but there's no heart intimacy. And it takes the courage of one person to start saying, here I am, can you see me? Can you feel me? I'm willing to. I'm willing to bear my soul. I'm willing and, to be who and, I really am and what and, I'm about. Yeah, and in that, I mean, and I don't think there's a spoiler here, but in that, there was pain. I mean, because you know they had to get to know each other in a new way, in a way that they hadn't done in a long time. It had been buried. And it had been really you know, buried. And mm-hmm. you watch that. I mean, you know, and I, as an in the audience, as a viewer. You know, really saw that you you felt their struggle, and that was courageous because a lot of people would say, "Forget this; it's too hard." Exactly, and a lot of people do do that, and so maybe they just die inside of a current relationship, or they refuse to go out there and meet anybody. At least three or four times a week, I work with people, women or men, who say, "I really want a relationship," and yet neither. They don't go out, period, to places where they could meet somebody. But what's really underneath it is this issue. They're so scared of being known and rejected, they don't even open their hearts or their souls. They don't let anybody know who they are, or maybe just the best friend, but nobody in another tier as well. Well, Fear of intimacy is a big issue. It's scary to get rejected. That brings us to the next one, which is letting go of the past because, you know, you can't be brave if you're still holding on to the past of your bad relationship or how deeply your heart was broken. Uh, Again, what what you're writing is that everything can be different and you learn from these lessons so you can choose a different person, you can change your own pattern and start fresh. 
You can. And, you know, there's a little bit of quantum physics science here that I'm going to talk about. We keep acting as if the past can repeat itself. And the truth is, even with a traditional scientific approach and understanding how the body works, the past never repeats itself. It's absolutely impossible. Between me saying this and the, those two words, I had cells change in my body. I had some cells die and others uh, 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 become born. I had thoughts that I'll never think again. The past never repeats, and yet we live in this way, and almost all of us do this, in this entrenched kind of buckled-down belief system that's based on the assumption the past is going to repeat. Because my dad did this, all men will do this. Because my mom did this, all women will do this. Because my first husband, my tenth husband, my my neighbor next door, because all these people who aren't the same people did something is going to happen again. So I think the cleanest way to cut through is to start really challenging the assumption that the past repeats. Right, except for one thing, and I agree completely with that, is you do have to change your pattern if you want it to change. Because if, in fact, you're always choosing unavailable people or choosing people that are whatever, whatever, if if you're choosing that same pattern over and over, then you do have to look at yourself and change that. You're repeating yourself, absolutely. And you're repeating your pattern without really seeing. It's like you've got blinders on, that you're not in the past anymore. Mm -hmm. And it can be really hard, as most of us know, to change our patterns. It can be challenging. I've done lots of therapy for myself. I encourage people to do therapy, to go back into the past and to free ourselves. Because if we're repeating patterns, we're stuck in the belief that things are going to repeat. But we're also held hostage in the past, and we need to go rescue ourselves and bring ourselves up to date. We need to free that inner child or that 15-year-old, that 25-year-old, that 80-year-old. We need to get ourselves out of the cobweb that we've, I hate to say it, but kind of stuck ourselves in without being able to see that we're not there anymore. All right, Cindy, I want to reintroduce you, and then we have three more that I want to make sure we cover in terms of what are these seven ways to have a high TQ, which is togetherness quotient. Cindy Dale is an internationally respected author and spiritual scholar whose books include the Gold Nautilus Award-winning The Subtle Body New Chakra Healing in its 14th printing and the Intuition Guidebook, How to Safely and Wisely Use Your Sixth Sense. She has studied cross-cultural healing and energy systems from around the world and her new book, with co-authored with Andrew Wald, is Togetherness, Creating and Deeping, De- Deepening Sustainable Love. And today we're talking about a concept that she and Andrew have come up with, which is TQ. It's not IQ, Intelligence Quotients. It's not EQ, Emotional Quotients. It is TQ, which is Togetherness Quotient. And we're talking about the seven ways that you can boost this in your life. All right, so um, Cindy, you talk about the next one is create a healthy boundary of self. What does that mean? It means be yourself and have boundaries around it. A lot of relationships fail, and I hate to pinpoint women, but I'm going to, because a lot of the women in relationship give up themselves. We say, oh, I can put myself second. I'll just do what he wants to do, or I'll just only do what it is that is important to the kids. Well, what do we have to offer if we're not being who we are, if we're not honoring ourselves? And so with kind of the caveat that it's not about being 
self-absorbed, we've got to put ourselves first. So do the things that delight you, that bring you joy, that show your glow. Because, i.e., let's say you're not in a relationship, you're going to attract somebody who's going to really like you for who you are. Um, But remember, you have to be who you are to attract somebody who's going to like who you are. Absolutely. All right, next one. Prepare to be surprised. What does that mean? I love this one. Doesn't it just sound fun? You kind of rub your hands and go, what might happen? Well, I find a lot of people, especially when they want to meet somebody, uh, put together a list. (laughs) Okay, the guy or the gal needs to be like this, and this is my action plan. Here's my strategic analysis. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's how I'm going to do it, all of which is terrific. And, you know, how often does it really go that way? I I can't even think of a day that unfolds according to the way my calendar says it's going to. So sometimes the most important way to open to love is to be okay with what happens, is to clean out. There's some work in this, is to clean out those assumptions like the past is going to repeat or I have to have somebody who's over six feet tall. Really? You're 5'4". Isn't it really okay if they're 5'8"? Does it really matter if they're six feet tall? I mean, give me a break on that one. I have a friend. I have a friend even now. She will not go out with anybody. She's 5'4". She won't go with anybody who isn't six feet. She won't go out with anyone like 5'8 or under. See, I channeled that one for your friend. <laughs> She's not going to listen to you, Cindy. <laughs> uh, there you go. You know what? It just doesn't work that way. I have a really good friend. He is a delightful man, and he's a little on the heavy side, and he's actually on Heat Harmony or something, and he's saying, I just don't get it. I'm a really good guy. I make a good living. You know, but these women are rejecting me because I'm 30, 40 pounds overweight. And he's saying, I think, and yes, he wants to do a diet, yada, yada, yada. But he said, I think they're being really short-sighted here because he he truly is a terrific guy. And maybe he'll meet somebody now because I wrote his profile for him too. But, um, you know, so he can show a little more of what his heart's all about. But, you know, these these lists that we carry around, maybe we haven't updated it since we were like 14. And I don't know about you, but I don't think I want to be with Donny Osmond anymore. Um, you know, so I think we've got to be surprised. Should you write a list? Should you make a list of the qualities you want? Uh, you know, I'm going to underline the word you said, qualities. It's not a list of appearances. And that's the part that that I think backfires and that the law of attraction won't support. You know, if we just write down six foot tall, makes 200000 a year, uh, this or that or the other thing, is from Fargo or Chicago or whatever, we're narrowing our field and we may get that list, but it may not be the right person because right. because they may be empty inside. We want to list the qualities, and this goes back to the recommendation, be the person you want to attract. That's about your virtues and your qualities. If you want somebody honest, be honest. If you want somebody kind, be kind. I say make the list based on qualities that are about the virtues. I mean, really, you want a financially stable person. I have I have a guy friend that I would never date. He's a multimillionaire, but he's not generous. He has never given a penny to a guy on the street for anything. And so, you know, he's going to treat somebody in relationships the same way. I mean, don't you really want generosity of spirit? 
So go with the virtues, and that's what's really going to match you up to to the real McCoy. All right. And the last one you have here in terms of creating the TQ, the togetherness quotient, is let dream meet vision. So what's your dream is what you're asking. I'm asking what's the dream, and that's a very romantic idea, and we do want to honor it. Again, with a little bit of caveat, you know, be open to to the truth, the fact that the way that dream gets met may not be the way you would be writing it down and delivering it up on God's doorsteps and saying, okay, it can come on this date next year. <laughs> it may not work that way. But you know, we're romantic beings. We have a yearning for romance, which is a yearning for intimacy and oneness to know and to be known. We have a yearning for authenticity, which is about being true to self and being true to somebody else. So it is wonderful to be romantic. We're not supposed to give that up, you know, just to fulfill a list. Let me ask you this. What advice do you give to couples who are already in relationships, whether they're married or whether they've been together a long time, to uh, pull together their togetherness quotient. Maybe it's drifted apart. Well, and it happens a lot. It really does. You know, frankly, the first thing I usually do if I'm working with them is I have what I call a table time. And I say, this is the time to put everything on the table that you're resentful about and that you don't like. Now, I also caution them because there's some things as they say in the 12-step program if it's going to hurt the other person more than it's going to help the relationship don't share it you know if you had an affair 20 years ago and all that's going to do to bring it up this is just my belief you know is cause undue trauma and you're going to feel better but the other person's going to feel worse you know are you really helping the relationship or are you just getting off a of guilt off your own chest go to therapy and deal with that yourself but I do say first, you've got to put down there what you've been going through, what you feel resentful about, what do you need. You know, and then you've got to clear the stuff out. There needs to be a rule. Once that stuff is said in a session you, and you figure out with the couple how many times they get to repeat themselves, and I usually use a law of three, three times you get to say, you know the way you are with my mother? You get to say it three times, and then you're done. It's done. (laughs) All right, Cindy, um, closing thoughts. What do you want people to gain from your book, Togetherness, Creating and Deepening Sustainable Love, from the TQ, Togetherness Quotient? What's your message? My message is that you're more of an expert on love than you think you are. If we really come at love with that viewfinder, the viewpoint of togetherness, that it's about closeness, bonding, and intimacy, we've all done it. We've had that intimacy, whether it be with a relationship that's romantic, with a friend, with a dog, with a cat. It's just about expanding that expertise into other areas of our life, and we really deserve to do that. We're, we're experts at love, so let's come from our expertise. It's wonderful. How can people find your book or work with you? I am on my website. I spell my name funny. It's cindydale.com, C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-L-E.com, and togetherness is at Barnes & Noble and over Amazon. All right, and what about workshops? I have a lot coming up. I have a great workshop on subtle body training, in fact, coming out through Sounds True. 
starting in October. I have a clairvoyance training, an advanced healers training, and a soul relationship teleseminar starting in 2013. I'm in Minneapolis, and I have some local classes, too, if people want to go on my site. I do some energy medicine training at a local college that is accredited, so they can look for some local classes that are set up as well. Well, that's that's really wonderful. So we have again, fun. It's cindydale.com, which is C-Y-N-D-I-D-A-L-E.com. And people can get your book. They can learn about your workshops, your trainings. And what if they want a one-to-one session? You go over cindydale.com, and there's a, a section that talks about intuitive analysis and one-on-one sessions, and it'll guide you through the whole step. I love working one-on-one with people. Do it every day. That's wonderful. Cindy, thanks so much for being on, on Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Patricia, it's my honor. I feel really honored. Thank you. Yeah, it was really wonderful. Stay on the line. Okay, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, um, that wraps up today's Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Just to recap, uh, my guest over the phone has been Cindy Dale, who is an internationally respected author and spiritual scholar, and her newest book is Togetherness, Creating and Deepening Sustainable Love. And you can log on to cindydale.com and learn about TQ, the Togetherness Quotient, uh, which, is in, which is kind of like IQ and EQ, you know, IQ Intelligence Quotient and EQ Emotional Quotient, but this is Togetherness Quotient. How can you bring that up so you can have wonderful relationships in your life? All right, until next time, folks, please stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know that you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. You can write to me at patriciaraskin.com or patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Again, thanks a lot. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.